Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Bob Stoffer in uh, Ice District at Rogers Place. Very sad day for the city. Uh, two EPS members murdered today in the line of duty. And uh, we'll have ongoing coverage uh, for you throughout the course of the afternoon here on 630 Chet on the half-hour updates with Randy Kilburn. If uh, you're looking for more information, Global News Radio 880 Edmonton has it for you as well. The uh, Edmonton Oilers organization uh, putting out a tweet a little over an hour ago. We are deeply saddened to hear about the two Edmonton police officers that have lost their lives in the line of duty. Our condolences go to the families and loved ones of Constable Brett Ryan and Constable Travis Jordan, as well as the entire EPS family, who have always been our valued partners. The Oilers are staunch supporters of the Edmonton police and all first responders. We will be honoring Constable Ryan and Constable Jordan during tonight's game at Rogers Place. These fallen heroes have made the ultimate sacrifice to keep our community safe, and we will never forget. I know a lot of you listening right now have friends that are um, first responders or involved with EPS. I've already relayed uh, several of the uh, guys that I've either broadcast during my days as the Sports Information Director at the University of Alberta ended up with either the uh, EPS or with the RCMP. And uh, my neighbor at one time was the police chief, next-door neighbor, Leroy Chawley. He was an old-school guy that um, certainly had a, a real interesting uh, take on life. And uh, we've, had, we've been relatively, historically speaking, quite fortunate in this city. Uh, over the last 100 years, uh, five uh, police officers have been, uh, you know, killed in the line of duty involving firearms. That's in 100 years in our city, but nonetheless, uh, today is a very difficult day in Edmonton. That said, uh, we got a game, and we got a game between the Edmonton Oilers and the Dallas Stars, and it's going to be a good one. And the second hour of Oilers now is brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer, the ideal place to start your daily vacation. Uh, you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted at Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino hotline, 780-496-0063, the River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement bet on it. Edmonton and Dallas tonight. For a look at the stars, we're going to go to our Oilers Now headliner today for... Uh, Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. And we welcome to the show Saad Youssef uh, from The Athletic out of uh, Dallas. I'm a big fan of the work that The Athletic uh, does. We've had James Myrtle on the show multiple times, uh, Mike Russo as well, and we'd like to welcome Saad to the show. Saad, how are you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this has been an interesting season for the Stars. It's been an interesting year in the league where you've seen some coaches get some new starts and new locations and make the most of it. And is it fair to say that Jim Nill clearly has made the right call by bringing in a, a guy like Peter DeBoer who's had a lot of success in the National Hockey League? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, first to begin, I would say Jim Noah's clearly made a lot of good decisions when it comes to coaching. When you look at what Lindy Ruff is doing in New Jersey, um, what Jim Montgomery is doing in Boston, um, what Rick Bonus is doing in Winnipeg, there's a lot of former Stars coaches that are in the playoff picture, if not at the top of their division. So, um, but yeah, Pete DeBoer, you know, the latest one to be a Stars head coach. And, and yeah, you know, they're the Stars on the top of the division, top of the conference as well, or near the top of the conference. And, um, I think, you know, Pete DeBoer is exactly what the Stars needed at this time. Uh, he's, he's a coach that doesn't neglect the offense. The Stars already had a good defensive structure in place with what Rick Bonus kind of brought uh, the last couple of years. But Pete DeBoer was able to take that, maintain some of the structure, most of the structure, but also inject a lot more offense into it. And, you know, you could see that across the board, but I think if you're looking for, you know, one example of that, you just look at Miro Haskinen, whose career high was for an 82-game pace was 30, 36 points, uh, which he did last year. And, um, and you know, he's on pace for 71 this year, so he's on pace to double it. So I think Pete DeBoer has brought a lot of offense to this team and, uh, and maintained a lot of the defense. Uh, Saad, I mean, I, I look at that 2017 draft, and it's just – because you mentioned Heiskanen, and you know they ended up getting Ottinger late in that first round, and then they hit the home run with Jason Robertson, you know, in in the second round. There were people that thought Dallas was going to get long a tooth, and eventually, you know, there's a in theory in a cap system, there should be a cyclical nature to success in the league, and you know they had Jamie Ben and they had uh, Sagan, and I realize Ben's had a bounce back campaign this year, but those guys haven't been what they once were. How much has that 2017 draft really sort of built, rebuilt a new foundation for Dallas, his organization? Oh, it's been everything. I mean, you know, you get a number one Hart Trophy candidate. I mean, if, if a guy named Connor McDavid didn't exist, then, then Jason Robertson might be in the role, would be at the top of the conversation for the Hart Trophy uh, this year. And then you have Miro Haskinen, who's probably one of the most underrated players in the NHL, I would say, and Jake Ottinger, who, again, um, if not for Linus Olmark, is probably getting a lot of Vesna consideration this year. So, um, yeah, that dra- that draft definitely, I would say, saved the Stars franchise in a lot of ways because, as you said, I mean, you look around the league, whether you look at what, you know, Vancouver, Chicago, Detroit. I mean, Detroit's in, what, like a year eight of that rebuild, whatever. Like, you're right. You, you go up and then you come back down. And Dallas has really been able to stay afloat because of that 2017 draft in which they got, you know, uh, Miro. And, and then Jake Ottinger, that's the only time in Jim Mills' career that he's ever traded up in the first round for, a, for, a, um, for, for, a, for any player. And they got Ottinger there, and the Blues were going to take him. So um, I, I think, you know, when you look at that, and then Jason Robertson, the knock against him was his skating. And you look at it now, and, and you know, he has basically everything else that you would want for in, in a player. So that draft was huge, and I think, you know, um, the, the stars in general have been drafting pretty well. The 2021 draft, by the way, could have a similar, not, not, I mean, that's a franchise changing draft, but when you look at what Wyatt Johnston's doing and Logan Stankoven coming up next year, the 2021 draft will, will also be a nice supplement for this franchise. I'm telling you right now, I thought Logan Stankoven, he had a chance to make the team this year. Like, and it's not lost in anybody. You are in oil country here. Uh, this is hockey country. People know fully well of the ownership connection between Dallas and Kamloops <laughs> and who's hosting the Memorial Cup. And by the way, uh, Logan Stankoven isn't 
the only Dallas pick that's having a pretty good go here of late. Uh, Matthew Semenoff, who is out of Coquitlam, B.C., is a six-round pick in the 22 draft. I think he had a six- or seven-point game last night. I, I stopped looking after it was 8 nothing for Kamloops uh, over, over Victoria, who's in a full-blown rebuild, much like the Edmonton Oil Kings. But Stan Coven, we all saw what he could do during the World Juniors. He was terrific. Um they're obviously do, they're doing something right. You know what I'm saying, Sod? In terms of from a draft perspective. Yeah, and and you know I literally just just uh, you know just stayed five days in Kamloops um, and just came back just came back from that trip yesterday. Um, five days to stay with Logan Stankoven and Seminoff, watch both of them and and you know really observe them. And you're absolutely right that you know Seminoff is a guy that. You know, six-round pick, you don't hear too much about him. And I think Logan Stankoven, if, if his previous year hadn't been wiped out by COVID, probably goes in the first round as well. Dallas, no team should have been able to get Wyatt Johnson and Logan Stankoven in the same draft, but Dallas managed to do it, and, and it's really paying dividends for them. Uh, I got I, There's another guy I'd actually like to ask you about, and he's got quite similar numbers. Uh, and these two guys were teammates last year in Shawinigan, and uh, that is ex- uh, uh, Maverick Bork, who played with Xavier mm-hmm. Borgo. Borgo, who's a little bit nicked up right now with the Bakersfield Condors, has got 13 goals and 31 points in 56 games. And Maverick Bork, after last night, he was playing for Texas against Bakersfield, has 12 goals and 33 points in 56 games. These guys drove each other, and they got Shawinigan all the way to the Memorial Cup last year. Um, Bork when I watched the two, and I watched Shawinigan a fair amount uh, last season, when I watched him, I got to tell you, Sad, I, I thought Bork was the driver. I thought he's a guy, he's not the most explosive skater, but he too is another real good late first round pick for the Stars. Yeah, and last year when I was in the draft from Montreal, talking to a bunch of scouts, and, and you know, at this point, neither Johnson, um, Stankoven, or Bork had made the jump to pro hockey. Of the three-headed monsters, as we called it in Dallas, of those three forwards, uh, a lot of scouts felt that Maverick Bork was going to be the best. Um, and now, obviously, Wyatt Johnson is having a very, very, very good rookie year. Calder, uh, you know, should be a Calder candidate. But, um, but yeah, I think Maverick Bork, he had a little bit of a rough start um, in the AHL this year, his season got off. He, it was a bit of an adjustment from junior hockey to pro hockey, but he's been on a he's been on a consistent trend upwards, and uh, and you know he's looking like he's probably going to make a fight for the Stars roster next year. And so, um, yeah, they could be with Bork, Stankoven, and Johnson. You could have all three of those um, really late first round value picks um, for for the Stars, even though Stankoven was the second rounder. How much of this starts in goal with Ottinger? I mean, we saw what he did against the Flames. Now. I, I know you know the numbers. The Flames are a high. Daryl Sutter's teams have always been a high volume shooting team. That's that's and so the save percentage would look great. But he's at 920 this year on a Stars team that is a you know six. Uh, I'm just taking a look at it here. Basically a top ten team all season in terms of shot differential. I think they're 11th in the league in shots against. It does start there, doesn't it, for Dallas? Absolutely. There's no question about it. And, and, you know, you look back to that Calgary series and, and I think that, you know, that was, everyone kind of saw that it was a historic performance from Ottinger. And it was like the question all summer, especially as he was up for a contract was, you know, was that a blip on the radar? And then he come out and he came out and the first month of the season, he had better numbers in the first month of the season than, than he did against Calgary. And, you know, he's, he's dealt with a couple of injuries and, and, you know, he's been dealt an unfortunate hand in the sense that the stars backup goalie situation has been in flux because of injury. So he's had to take on a stronger load. Um, but, 
when you look at just the way that he plays, he is he is the he is the backbone of this team, and you're right. It all starts in net for Dallas with Jake Ottinger, just as it has really throughout history. Whether you look at you know Ben Bishop before him, Anton Udobin during the uh, Stanley Cup run, um, it starts in net, and Jake Ottinger is one of the best. Mason Marchment last year, Brad Holland, who is now the Oilers director of pro scouting. I remember him texting me a couple times and saying, "It's a he's going to pop stuff at some point during the year." Well, he ended up popping, and he had 47 points in 54 games. Saad, he has had a, and I know he's out right now with a lower body issue, but Mason's had a pretty interesting season because he went a long time without scoring, didn't he? Yeah, 32 games uh, without scoring. I mean, he, you know, he did 32 straight games. So he went from December 13th until just last week um, until he finally broke out and, and scored um, against the Colorado Avalanche two, two weeks ago. But uh, it, it's been it's been tough. And, you know, I, I wouldn't put it all on Mason, to be honest. I, he, he gets a lot of he gets a lot of flack for that, and I understand it. But, you know, the, the problem is that the Stars haven't been able to find um, that third member to complete that line. They've had Mason Marchman and Tyler Sagan, but Dennis Guriano flamed out, you know, a while back. But, like, you know, he, he was a disappointment this season again. And then when the Stars went out and got Max Domi, that really – that really, in, in the first game that Domi played as a star, that's when Mason Marchman broke his goal drought, and he's been scoring ever since. Now it's unfortunate – that now that Domi is here, Sagan and Marchman are both out with injuries. But um, Marchman is is a solid middle six player. I think you know he, you have to make sure that he's playing his, his the right role that he's not overexposed. But I think in the in the solid middle six role, he's a fine player and brings a physical presence that Dallas doesn't really have in terms of his size and, and playing style. I think we're going to see Hanley in again tonight. Uh, Yanni Hockenpah, who Vincent Deharnay from Edmonton bears a bit of a result. Resemblance to a big six foot six sort of late pluming right shot D. But I want to ask you about Nils Lundqvist uh, because that was a really interesting trade that Dallas made uh, with the New York Rangers, especially given the lack of traction Lundqvist had in the Rangers organization. From your perspective, how has he performed this year for Dallas? Yeah, it's been it's been a roller coaster a little bit, and then you know it was an interesting trade because that's also the first time in Jim Nil Stars GM tenure that he gave up a first round pick. So um, for, for in a trade, so you know that was in a decade. So it's been a while, and um, I, Lundqvist, you know, he's been a healthy scratch. This is his third run, third stretch of games where he's been a healthy scratch. Um, I think the first was earlier in the season, then the second time was in January, and now this is the third stretch, and. It's part of the development. I think uh, the problem is that Dallas is so short on right-handed defensemen that they've had him kind of developing his game um, on the fly in the NHL. He's 22 years old, the same age that Thomas Harley is, which is Dallas's top defenseman prospect. The only difference is that Harley's de- developing down in the AHL, so you don't see all the bumps and bruises as much as you do with Lundqvist. I think the Stars organization is still high on Lundqvist. They still think that he's going to be well worth the first-round pick. He's part of their future. Um, but this is also a team that's trying to win right now. And um, Lundqvist, you know, the, the Stars' bottom, I would say, out of their seven defensemen, the bottom four or five, really after Haskinen, Miller, and Lindell, you can put make an argument for any one of them being a healthy scratch on any given night. Um, and Lundqvist certainly has an argument to be in the lineup. It's just, you know, the Stars believe that, you know, him watching a little bit and then injecting himself back in the lineup is kind of the best path for development for him. Saad, you know when you're getting old? I did 
Thomas Harley's dad, Brian Harley. He uh, was in uh, medical school playing at the University of Alberta. He was their third string goalie. <laughs> I did his games back in the early 1990s as well. Thank you for joining us on Oilers Now. Love reading your stuff on The Athletic. Yeah, thanks for having me. And also just want to extend my condolences as well to the tragedy that you mentioned off the top. You know, it's just that sounds like a very unfortunate situation. Hadn't heard of that. And, and, you know, deepest condolences and thoughts and prayers to everybody involved. All right. That is Saad Youssef uh, joining us. He uh, writes for The Athletic out of uh, Dallas. Evander Kane is coming up on Orders Now. Sit down one-on-one with him. Guests on the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite Tapanayaki steak restaurant come in and check out their new location at 3975 calgary trail we'll be back with the orders now prospect report and our conversation with evander all right uh we are going to get right into our one-on-one sit-down conversation uh, with edmonton orders forward evander kane Vander, you've been back now for a couple games. How are you feeling out there? Uh, feeling good. Um, definitely better than the last time I came back, just with the long breaks in between games and whatnot that I had. But uh, nice to get back uh, playing some hockey. Um, you know, tonight I think it's game four. So, uh, again, just trying to continue to build on my game and um, get better each and every night. How difficult is it to stay in shape, given the context of, you know, game shape you know, pain in the ass, skating every day. Given the context of the two injuries you had, one which was the obviously the wrist injury, and then the undisclosed, somewhat disclosed broken ribs. Bro- Bob, it was broken ribs. Yeah, there you are. <laughs> See, in my case, I was. I always say it's sprained fat for me when that happens. But that's right. If you have an extra layer, Andrew, it can help you out. But with all seriousness, uh, you know how like how challenging is it to stay in shape while you're going? I mean, they are two entirely different injuries. Yeah, you know, it's they are very different injuries, obviously. Um, you know, I think I was probably uh, over skating at sometimes uh, when I had my wrist injury. It was, you know, I started skating three weeks after and had two full months of, of bagging, for lack of a better term. And um, you know, this this past one, uh, I took some time to rest a little bit more and uh, you know, skated for a couple of days and got right back into it. I think you know, being in shape really wasn't the issue. It was more just again getting back in a rhythm of the season, uh, timing playing with the same guys over and over and over again um you know it's only been three games but that type of stuff helps it really does especially with timing and getting a rhythm back and a feel for things and when good things happen on the ice uh just builds confidence i believe you initially suffered the injury the the first game against detroit is that correct yeah you fought brady kachuk in the next game like, just take us through the mind. Like, screw it, I'm fine, I can deal with this, I can play through this. Because that guy's a legit guy. Yeah, I think, uh, obviously when... I, I didn't know if they were broken at that point in time. I felt there was definitely something wrong. Um, whether they were cracked or it was just one rib. But, uh, you know, I, I'd just been out for almost three months. So uh, I didn't really have any interest of, of going back and sitting out. So I wanted to see uh, if I could play through it. Um, I did for about a week and a half there and they weren't getting any better they were just getting worse and you know I got to the point where I'm avoiding contact on the ice trying not to get involved as much and um, you know really uh, unable to do much out there so I thought it was best to take a week or two um, let them heal and, and come back and help the team uh, the way I know I can. Any hesitation dropping 
gloves coming off the wrist injury? No, not at all. I mean, I haven't had a fight in uh, or at, to that point, like two and a half, three years. So um, <laughs> to be honest, I, even though I was hurt, I figured, you know what, I'm just sick of this. Let's let's get into one and get it over with so I, so I can remind myself of what I'm doing. All right. Uh, tonight, an opportunity against Dallas. I mean, they're a pretty good team. Uh, you missed. Did you miss? No, I played the, against. Played in the first game. Played in the first game. Missed the game in Dallas. Missed yeah. the game in Dallas. Yeah. Uh, that was the father's trip, and the yeah. team played really well in that game. Obviously, an opportunity for you guys to build on the other night. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Dallas is a team that, uh, you know, while they're in a different division, we're trying to chase them down, too. Um, you know, the, the conference is up for grabs. Uh, these points are obviously incredibly important to both teams, and um, they're a team that plays a hard, heavy game. Uh, they're hard on the forecheck. they got some big, strong centers down the, down the middle, and um, we're going to have to be ready to go. I think they beat us in our building uh, earlier on in the year, and we want to get uh, a little payback tonight. There you go. That's Evander Kane of the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, the folks at Brent Ridge Ford, you can start your new vehicle journey with them. The dealer doesn't forget about you after the purchase at Brent Ridge Ford. If you value fair treatment and full transparency, you can call Uncle Milt Rich, Johnny and the Gang at 780-352-6048. 12-time Presence Diamond Club Award winners for customer satisfaction. Brent Ridge Ford is your Ford truck authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. They reached out to us as well and they wanted to extend uh, their condolences to everybody involved with the EPS on today's tragedy. More coming up with Randy Kilburn at 1.30 a Global News Weather Traffic Update. John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling when we return in orders now.